Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Stemming Forward. This is Chris coming to you again, and I'm excited y'all came back. We're on part two of the previous episode where we were talking about all things grad school, and we left off talking about co-mentorships and how we can basically tailor graduate school to our interests. So, Dr. K, let's say that we have a student that's interested in two different fields, What can he or she do? Well, this is where interdisciplinary studies comes in. You go on the website of the particular school that you are interested in. Interdisciplinary studies could mean a lot of things. For most people, interdisciplinary studies means that you're going to do an interdisciplinary research project. But there are some schools that have interdisciplinary studies as a degree that you can get, or there are programs that specifically say that you will have interdisciplinary work. That would look like the program is housed in one department, but they have several other departments that are their collaborators that you can choose a principal investigator or PI from, and that would allow you to do interdisciplinary research. So there are other things that fall under interdisciplinary studies. Um, These could be certificates. We have certificates like radiation technician, there's certificates in business, there's certificates in data science, web development, and there are also grad level studies, which would be physician assistant, uh, physical therapy, things like that. So if you're interested in both public health and engineering, you could do an interdisciplinary research project where you might live in engineering, that would be your main house, but your research is multifaceted. So you would do engineering work as it pertains to public health. Or let's say you want to study climate change, but you want to study how climate change affects farm and farmlands. So your degree might be in climate sciences, but your research is out of the agricultural and engineering department. You could also have a minor or a double degree. And how minors go in graduate school are they're called technical and non-technical minors. A non-technical minor means that it's unrelated to the field of work that you're in. And a technical minor must be somehow related to the field. So that could be anything in STEM. If you were getting a master's in business administration, you could also get a public policy minor. If you were in graduate school for electrical engineering, you could also get a minor in public health. You could get a minor in chemistry, whatever it is that you'd like. Now, a double degree is exactly that. You would be getting two degrees at once. So graduate school is here to help you achieve your overall goals. And to be able to achieve these, you need to align yourself with what you want to be when you grow up. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> however, however, okay. you know, interject. please don't be frightened by that if you don't know what it is you want to do. Your goals for today more than likely will not be your same goals that you have tomorrow or next year or three years from now. But the idea is to start with something. I know when I first started graduate school, I had one specific project. I was planning to use computer vision and deep learning for studying ovarian cancer. And that changed within my first two years of graduate school. 
it is realistic that things will fluctuate. You may not be doing the same thing each year. So don't get flustered. Your graduate school tenure, and I mean life in general, it ebbs and flows. You're going to have times where things are going your way. You're going to have times that they're not. So understand that this experience will more than likely sway from the original plan that you had in mind. But know that it's okay. Know that your journey doesn't have to mirror or match someone else's because this is your like this is your baby this is your life and you're living it for you grad Mm -hmm. school that equals prep for post-grad life and so you want to hone skills that you currently have and then you also want to develop skills that's the whole point of this gaining transferable skills that you can use for whatever you will be doing after you graduate In later chapters, we will focus on this a little bit more. We'll talk about what to do, feel like you need to escape, what your escape route might be, how to change your graduate program, change your graduate advisor, change your research project if you're unhappy, all these other things. Uh, Many people do it, so it's doable. You can do it. We'll help you through it. And the important thing is that when you decide that you want to change, you have to make that change quick. Absolutely. I think another thing we definitely want to emphasize here on Stemming Forward is you have to be passionate about pursuing graduate school. Mm-hmm. You have to be passionate about your project. Let's say you have a bad day in lab one day. Well, you know, you're going to have bad days in lab. Hey. Let's just put that on back. There. Right. <laughs> So let's say this week you have one bad day or whatever and you leave for the day. Are you passionate enough about what you're researching and and what you're studying to come back the next day, even though the previous day wasn't too good? That's what we're talking about. Graduate school is all about resilience and perseverance. You have to know, you have to feel, you have to enjoy doing what you're doing to keep coming back. After every failure, after every disappointment, you have to keep going. And then even when you're done with graduate school, let's say in graduate school, you were researching cancer biology or, I don't know, biomedical engineering. You were studying that and then you finish. And now you're like, hmm, I don't know if I'm really passionate about that anymore. That's okay. Like you're not supposed to stay in one field throughout your career people change all of the time you can have a position where research is still incorporated from your day-to-day or you can have a tailored position where you don't do research at all that's an option for you exactly and ultimately your dream or major goals that will honestly determine if grad school is right for you it's not right for everybody if in high school you're already exhausted with school and you don't know whether you want to go to college maybe graduate school is not the right path for you and that is okay but know that you have to admit to yourself yeah you know school ain't for me really Mm -hmm. know that admit that own that so that you can perfect the skills that you need to in order to do what it is you want to do ultimately graduate school is about working up the ranks to get some sort of elevated position so whether that's in the corporate world becoming a tenured professor a director of a grad program ideally here what you're trying to do is 
work yourself up. So if you can see yourself in some sort of managerial or elevated position, then maybe you should consider graduate school. For me, I was interested in cancer biology. And so that's what drove me to apply for graduate school. And I wanted to specifically do the PhD over the master's because yes, I needed the coursework because I hadn't studied biomedical engineering in undergrad. But I also wanted to do research and really and truly learn about how this biology changes over time and minimally invasively study it. And ultimately, that's what will determine your educational trajectory. What you want to do determines what you need to get there. So you need to try to start thinking about what are are those goals that you want to accomplish? Write it down and make it plain. That's right, D. And it's different for everyone. So for me, research and development and teaching are my goals. And so I knew a PhD was necessary. And so it didn't matter to me what the PhD was in, even though I chose material science and engineering and nuclear engineering, I knew that I needed a PhD regardless. And so you don't need to know your journey's end. What you need to do is to be able to look back and reflect on what it is that you need to do to get to where you want to go. So you've got to put in the work and you're going to rest later. I hate to say it that way, but you got to put in the work now and then rest will come later. There are so many pathways for you to choose, but you have to decide what makes you happy. There's certificates, there's degrees, there's all types of things out there that could help you move in the direction that you want to go. And take some time to understand what that direction may be. What are those things that make you happy every day? And y'all don't have no excuse. I got on y'all last episode about dial-up versus um, the high-speed internet that you have now. You literally have everything at your fingertips. I mean, fingertips, let's go (laughs) at your voice command. Y'all can be like, Siri, look up educational programs for cancer biology. Use Google and Siri and Alexa to look these things up. Other search engines, you know, let me not let me not neglect other search engines. Use them to your advantage. Look up animal vaccines or animal testing programs. You have to tailor the keywords for what it is you are interested in. So if you're looking for pharmacology, so you could type in pharmacology programs at this institution. If you're not sure which institution, you could say pharmacology graduate programs, and it can pull up a list of those. You can apply filters. And if you enter in those filters, they will start to tailor it more so to what you're interested in. Then you can always modify the searches. Don't feel like you have to go with whatever you see. You can always modify those searches. And I mean, with COVID going on, y'all don't have Alexa, Wi-Fi, Siri, COVID, distance learning. Y'all don't have no excuses right now. You can literally start right now looking into these programs hey dream it search it find it that's how it's gonna work if you dream it you can for sure search for it and you will find it so a lot of people um don't put two and two together and for one i had a friend who was interested in sports and science sports science is a field out there you can get your master's you can get your phd And then you can go work for the NFL, NHL, NBA, WNBA. I mean, I'm just naming a few. But because they thought about what they wanted to do, they were able to find a degree 
in a field of interest and then pursue it. Now they're happy. They were able to do what they thought was not possible. And then to kind of go back to what Dee was saying about applying filters to your research when you're looking for specific programs and institutions that host what you're interested in. Also consider yourself and things that you consider priority. Like, for example, how important is the location of the institution that you're looking at or the ones that are are popping up? in your results. Is that more important than the program? And then let's say you have an institution or a few institutions that are your top choices. Do they offer in-state tuition or are you considered out-of-state tuition? You have to figure out what's most important to you and then incorporate your keywords and then use all of the information that appear in your results to make a rational decision. We're here to help you and guide you through this process. We promise to be here as you take this walk on your journey of deciding if graduate school is right for you. Now, I know some of y'all may be asking, man, I don't know, bro. Is graduate school the only option to be successful? What do we say to that, y'all? No. Uh -uh. (laughs) Nope. Absolutely not. Grad school is a challenge like no nah, other. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and say that again because I feel like I'm talking to somebody mm-hmm. out there. Grad school is a challenge like no other, but it does give you access to leadership positions in specific fields that you may be interested in, but you have to know your motivation and why you're doing it. Like for me, I knew I wanted to break generational curses. I wanted to do something that no one in my family had ever done. And you can do that too. You can break generational curses. You can do that with other degrees. You can do that with other endeavors. It doesn't have to be a doctoral degree, but that's what it was for me. And there are so, so, so many options out there. Your associate degree, your bachelor's degree, you can get a master's and all have their own specific time commitment. So an associate's degree is typically about one or two years. Your bachelor's is around four. Master's can be between two and three. And they're all dependent, one, on the institution and two, on the program. That's all good, D, but how am I going to pay for this? Now, y'all, that is a real life question. So Carla, go on and talk to him a little bit. Listen, financial burden is the most concerning of all of these. It's a real concern for advanced degrees because they cost more money per year than you can imagine. So there are things, though, that allow you to get full funding. There are fully funded PhDs, master's, bachelor's programs. So if you didn't know this before, we're going to tell you here today. Fellowships Mm. is what we're talking about. A fellowship will cover you to get your degree. You have to get your degree in a timely manner, but it will cover your expenses and the degree costs at the school. You've got training and minority grants that you won't have to pay back, or you also have the government which will allow you to apply for the FAFSA and will offer you student aid in terms of grants, scholarships, but also low interest loans. Now, I know we are a little leery about taking out loans. We've always been taught that it just adds to our debt and it ruins our credit and, you know, it ruins our chances of, you know, getting a house or getting a car. And we're going to talk about 
all of those components and all of those thoughts in a later episode when we sit down with a financial professional and discuss good and bad debt and where in the spectrum school debt falls. So stay tuned for that um, in a later episode where we talk about financial literacy. Now I want to shift a little bit. Um, Let's say you're looking at your younger self in high school and in undergrad. What would you tell your younger self in each of those phases now that you are in your current position? I'm going to start with you, Dee. Mm, that's a deep one. So I have a ton, but I'm going to just say a couple. I would say one, make sure you're getting a well-rounded experience. So that means doing well academically, whether you're joining athletic teams or organizations, connecting with your counselors and the career center. Um, going to camps and things like that so that you can network and have mental stimulation. All of these will help build your resume. And then the other thing that I would say is look for opportunities that will allow you to get funding. So that would be application fee waivers for colleges and scholarships. Scholarships were super important now that I don't I don't have to pay back anything to my former institution, which is South Carolina State University. Plug. Just had to say <laughs> I don't have to pay back anything. And so with scholarships, they have merit based, they have athletic, they have based on financial background, and then also on random stuff like being left handed. The worst they can tell you is no, so you might as well apply. And then I guess my undergraduate self, I would just say continue to diversify your experiences and to give back. Giving back allows you to develop those soft skills, network with people, and to. And then I guess I would definitely tell myself to think about retirement. If once I got a refund check, had I invested it in something like opening a Roth IRA or um, contributing to something that interest could have been accruing and I would have had a lot more money now so yeah I think I think that'll do it for now y'all so Darian and my journey is pretty much you know not exactly the same but I've got the same thing to say um I didn't pay for school, none of it. Let me repeat, I didn't pay for any school. And that's because in high school, I decided that I was going to give back, join clubs, shadow people. I decided I was going to study hard, really study hard for the ACT, take it and be able to get a full ride. So I went to Tennessee State and that is what I did for from high school into undergrad. So then while in undergrad, I took every opportunity I had to do something during the summer. And I think that was important for me to be able to get the fellowship that I was able to get in graduate school, seeing that I would do research every summer, seeing that I had research opportunities, that I was actually a part of a lab in undergrad every single year. And making sure that my grades were also good in college. Um, could have been better on the GRE. Those are one of the things I would have to tell myself, like study for the GRE much more than you did so that you could get an even better score. But thankfully that didn't hold me back from the full fellowship that I was able to have in graduate school. Um, and for me, hmm, I think the most important thing is telling myself not to just focus on the grade. So it kind of feeds back into what Dee was saying of establishing a well-rounded portfolio, if that makes sense. Build your community service, build your outreach experiences, volunteer, and establish networks and connections with people. And that will definitely 
help you once you're moving into the next phase of your educational career. Now, when it comes to undergrad, Chris, I would definitely say consider postbacs more readily because I did do a postback, but it wasn't my first thought. Like, I definitely wanted to go straight through from undergrad to graduate school. But when I completed the postback or or started the postback, I realized how much I needed that break, that intermission in between undergrad and starting graduate school. So although I was disappointed in not getting accepted into graduate school initially, I was in the end happy that I didn't because it allowed me that break and that experience to prepare myself for the graduate school experience and the expectations that come with graduate school. Hey, I did a post back too. So shout out to the post back. I think a lot of people should think about and consider doing those between graduate school and undergraduate. Absolutely. So y'all, we're out of time. To follow this movement, you can find us on the following platforms. Facebook at Stemming Forward, LinkedIn at Stemming Forward, or you can follow us on Instagram at Stemming underscore Forward. If you have any questions about Stemming Forward, about this episode in particular, or you want to be involved in any way, please contact us at stemmingforward at gmail.com. And I'm going to end with this. Hold fast to dreams. For if dreams die, life is a broken winged bird that cannot fly. Langston Hughes. Thank y'all for listening and remember, we are stemming forward together.